Well, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Rise Church. On behalf of Pastor Aaron and Miss Erica, who are not here this week, they're on vacation. We want to say welcome. We are so glad that you are here. Uh, like Pastor Aaron does every Sunday, we want to welcome you to uh, please come back and try us three times. As he says, we know you don't get the best experience on the first time. And so he will be here back in house next weekend. And so this is actually me and my wife's 122nd third time. We're still trying it, trying to see if we like it or not. Uh, I'm just kidding. We absolutely love it. No better place, no place we would rather be. Uh, when I was preparing for this, I asked Pastor Aaron, I said, which, uh, they asked what service I wanted to speak at, and I said, well, Pastor Aaron, which one would you do? And he said, the 930 was the best one. And so I said, okay, sign me up for that one. Uh, and before I continue real quick, just mentioning Pastor Aaron, uh, Pastor Jason, I just want to say how grateful I am for the leadership here at Rise. Me and wife have been fortunate to be part of multiple churches throughout our uh, time together, and there's nothing more important than a good, solid pastoral team at a church. And so uh, I'm just super honored to be here, thankful for the opportunity to be able to stand here and talk to you today. I am very, very excited. So is there anyone out here like me that kind of just, you just do stuff just to do it? Like you really don't know why? Like maybe the, uh, anybody get to the elevator button, the door closed, right? You keep pushing it, thinking it's going to close faster and it, it doesn't. Um, maybe the, the alarm on your car when you go to lock the door, you lock it once. But that's not enough. You got to lock it again. And then maybe a couple more times you got to honk the horn just to make sure that I got to make sure that door's locked. Anybody? No? Taxes. Taxes are not optional. I don't know who said taxes. You have to pay taxes. That is not something you do just to do it. Um, how about a family-sized bag of chips all by yourself on the couch? No, that's just me? Okay. We'll move on. Um, but I think sometimes in this faith walk, we do things that we don't understand. And so today, the kind of core concept that we're going to be talking about is water baptism. And not what it is, but why it is. Why do we do it? What is the, the big reason why we are to get water baptized? And so Proverbs, uh, and we just came out of our Summer Wisdom series. If you haven't listened to all those phenomenal, phenomenal messages on getting wisdom, uh, the book of Proverbs says, in all you're getting, get understanding. And so that's something we want to do today, that I want to bring some clarity to why we get water baptized. And uh, I can think of no better person really to base that why on than Jesus. I don't know if y'all know him or not, but we preach about him a lot here. Uh, he is all throughout this book, and so that, who, that is who I'm going to base this uh, teaching on today. I'm going to talk about how he, one, was our example. He did it. He didn't ask us to do anything that he wasn't already prepared to do or didn't do himself. Jesus actually commanded it. And then lastly, we're going to look at how it actually identifies us with Jesus. That act of being baptized identifies us with uh, Jesus. And so what is baptism, right? Uh, it's the next step in our Christian walk. We practice a believer's baptism. We dedicate children. We baptize believers once they come to that age where they fully understand what they're uh, doing. They've accepted Jesus. At that point, we would, uh, we would baptize a believer, but only after they make that decision. And part of my reading today, what I'm going to go through, I'm not going to read each and every chapter, but I encourage you to go to the book of Matthew. It's in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 3 actually talks about when John the Baptist steps on the scene, and it talks about how he's down at the, the Jordan River, and he's baptizing. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of people are coming down. He, he has a, a standard three-point message that, that he preaches. He says, repent, turn to God, and be baptized. That was his standard three-point message. I don't know how y'all feel if y'all came in here every Sunday and Pastor Aaron just had a three-point same message every single Sunday, but it worked for John. It worked for John. People were coming by the hundreds, getting baptized. It talks about how he was down there. He was actually it got to the point where he was rebuking some of the, the Pharisees saying, why, do you, why are you coming down here, you brutal vipers? He rebukes them, gets onto them, and he talks about Jesus. I love this part because John is always 
If you read the book, uh, read about John, he's always pointing people to Jesus. He says, there is someone coming soon who is greater than I, so much greater that I'm not worthy to even carry his sandals, to be a slave, to even take his shoes off and hold his shoes. That's how unworthy I am. And then boom, Jesus pops on the scene and says, hey, John, would you uh, mind baptizing me? And John says, well, I don't need to be baptizing you. You should probably be baptizing me. He tries to talk Jesus out of it. And I wonder how many times we try to talk Jesus out of doing something in our lives. That's a whole other message. But um, Jesus tells him it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. And so in true Jesus thought, I think he was a very convincing individual. John says, okay, I'll go ahead. Yes, I'll do it. I will baptize you. He baptizes Jesus. And that's when we see the heavens open, the spirit uh, descending upon Jesus and ascending like a dove. With that, let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time that we have together. I thank you for your word that is going to go forth, that is going to fall on good soil. I thank you for ears to be open, for hearts to be soft. Help me to get out of my way and let me project you in everything that I say and everything that I do. And I will be careful to give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this is a story, right? We're talking about why, why I get baptized. The story of this builder. Is a, we'll say he's a builder here in San Antonio area. And he noticed that his workers, the, the production of his workers was not that great. They were uh, kind of just showing up late. They really weren't putting their heart in to what they were doing. He said, I'm going to hire a consultant. I'm going to hire somebody to come into my company and figure out what is going on with my employees. Why are they not producing like they should be? And so they got to, he, he got this consultant to come out. And the consultant goes, he said, well, I'm going to go visit your, your masonry department first. And so there was these three guys along the side. They were building a wall. And he comes to the first mason. Uh, bricklayer, right? And he says, hey, what, uh, can you tell me what you do here for this construction company? And the mason says, yeah, I'm a bricklayer. I get a brick, I put some mortar on it, and I put it down. And then I go and get another brick, and I put some mortar on it, and then I put it down. He said, do you, understand, do you get what I do here? I said, yeah, okay, great. So we'll go ahead and go back to work. Thank you for your time. He gets to the second one. The second one's moving a little bit faster, has a little more sense of purpose. He's smiling, a little more upbeat, and he says, hey, can I take some of your time? He said, what do you do here for this company? And the guy says, well, I'm a, I'm a bricklayer. He said, I get these bricks, and I stack them up. He said, by the time I'm done, I'm going to build this huge 40-foot wall that is going to support the back of this building. And he said, man, that's awesome. You're doing a great job. Go ahead and uh, carry on, continue. And he gets to the third one. And this third brick layer, I mean, he's whistling, he's smiling, he's happy, he's moving fast, he's being efficient, he's checking his work, making sure everything's done right. And he said, excuse me, sir, so what do you do for this company? What do you do here? He said, well, he said, I'm actually a home builder. He said, I'm building, I said, me and all these other guys, he said, we're building this house that is going to house a family. They're going to be able to live here. They're going to have shelter. They're going to have warmth, and they're going to have support, safety, and security. He said, wow, that's amazing. So, all right, well, go ahead and go about your business, and uh, thank you for your time. And he goes back to the, to the home builder, and he says, hey, I found out that your people, they don't have a production problem. He said, they have a problem not knowing why they're doing what they're doing. He said, that, that's the problem. He said, if all of your people knew what they were doing, what their purpose was here in this company, they would probably be a little more productive. And so that's where I was at. I can identify with each one of these, these uh, bricklayers, right? I've been baptized three times. First time, I kind of didn't know why. I just did it just because that's what we do as Christians, right? Second time, there was a little more emotion tied to it. I think I had a little bit better understanding, but I didn't fully understand. Now, the third time, which is about four or five years ago, I actually got to be baptized with my oldest son. He made the decision. I said, you know what? Um, I think I have a great understanding now of why I get baptized. I can think of no better time to get baptized than with you. And so we actually got baptized together. 
And I have a, uh, my middle son has been baptized. We're still praying for our third one, just like Pastor Aaron, we have a Winston, and he desperately, desperately needs salvation, and then he needs to get baptized. He actually, uh, we're, we're going to talk about how Jesus was our example. He sees the example every time we do baptisms out here, and when we get home, Winston says, Dad, I wanna, uh, you want to be baptized? He says, baptized. And so now every time he takes a bath, he's like, let's get baptized. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Get some soap and uh, <laughs> we'll wash up. But um, when we go into talking about Jesus modeled it and how he was our example, that's exactly what my Winston is seeing. And he's going to get to the point where he's going to come to know Jesus, and then he's going to see that example of his brothers getting baptized, his friends getting baptized, his family getting baptized. He's going to say, Dad, I want to be baptized as well. And so, Jesus, I said, there's nothing that Jesus did that he, that he did, he asked us to do that he didn't already do himself. Yeah. And so... In verse 13, it says, Jesus went from Galilee, Jordan River to be baptized by John. Again, John's preaching a standard three-point message. Repent, turn to God, and be baptized. And like I said, John tried to talk him out of it. He said, no, no, no. I don't need to be baptized by you. I don't need to baptize you. You need to be baptizing me. But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. He didn't say, you must I must, he said, we, it, it's, it's, a, it's a group effort we must do. He didn't just say, I got to be baptized. Only some of you need to be baptized. He said, we need to carry out all that God commanded. Jesus had no sin. He didn't do it because he was sinful, because uh, he needed to, to be buried and raised uh, to life that day. He did it so that he could identify himself with us, with you. He said, I'm going to take this on. And I'm going to show the example and be the example of getting baptized so that way my people who are called by my name can come, and know, come to know me and follow me in baptism. And then we read that, that John baptized Jesus. It goes in and says, and that was the, that's the sentence, and John baptized Jesus. Now, he tried to talk him out of it. actually found out this week that in, in all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that John is the only one that doesn't specifically come out and say, and John baptized Jesus. It alludes to it. It talks about it, but he doesn't specifically write, I baptize Jesus. Now, I don't, does anybody know what a one-upper storyteller is? Y'all know that person, right, where you're telling a story, and as soon as you finish, they have a bigger and better story? I like those people because I don't tell very good stories, and so I always look for somebody to come in and jump in and tell a little bit better, but uh, if you don't know one, it's you. You're the one-upper, and so congratulations. But I feel like in this instance, I would be. Somebody would be telling a story, right? Like, hey, you know, we did this. And Peter's talking about I walked on water and this and that. And I'd say, yeah, uh, you know, there's one time I baptized Jesus. It's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, I would definitely uh, one-up each and every person that started telling a story if that was the case. But John didn't. He was very humble. Um, and then also I thought it was interesting that this was Jesus' first act before he began his earthly ministry. It was hidden in obscurity for 30-some-odd years and then he stepped on the scene and said, hey, before I begin to do any of these miracles, any of this great stuff that y'all have hopefully read about in this New Testament, he said, I need to get baptized. I thought that was really interesting uh, that he felt that need and, and, and did that before he began his earthly ministry. And now if that wasn't enough, right, being an example wasn't enough, he actually commanded it. He told us, he said, in uh, uh, the next verse, says, uh, in Matthew 28, 19, he says, go therefore, Make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He says, go and baptize. He commanded it. So we fast forward that little bit. He died on the cross, came back to his disciples, and that was the last thing. That was his last words. That was his parting words that he told them. And I don't know if y'all have been around somebody when they're giving their last words or watched a movie. 
and somebody's about to pass away and they, they give their last words. They're pretty important. They're like somebody's last instructions. Like when, if y'all can remember being young enough or I guess old enough, however you want to look at it, to be left home alone and your parents would leave you home and they'd about to walk out the door and they'd say, before I come back, this house better be clean. clean. Yeah, right. Uh, how about don't open the door for anyone, right? If you don't know who it is, I don't care if you know who, I don't care if it's me, don't open the door. And my favorite, where's all the 80s babies at? Come on, don't be shy. It's funny. I want them, right? So don't answer the phone before caller ID. Settle down. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't know who was calling each other. So my mom would say, don't answer the phone unless you know it's me. And I would say, well, how do I know what you say? Okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to call three times, and then I'm going to hang up. I'm going to call. I'm going to call. Let it ring three times. I'm going to hang up, and then I'm going to call and let it ring two more times. On the second ring, pick it up. It'll be me. Man, leaps and bounds in the past 30 years, I take. Um, and so, kind of like that, Jesus gave us some very specific instructions, kind of a little more important than don't answer the phone, don't open yeah. the door. Um, he said, go and make disciples and baptize. And I think it's awesome because it falls right along with our church mission. I don't know if you're our church mission, reaching people, building lives. If we don't go to reach people, if we don't get them to the point of the saving grace of Jesus, if we don't get to them to the point where they get baptized, get plugged in at the church, start serving and find out their purpose in this life, in this Christian walk, um, we're not doing what Jesus asked us to do. And so he modeled it. He commanded it. And my absolute favorite thing as I was preparing for this, this last point is that it identifies us with Jesus. Um, this was the part I didn't understand. I was just kind of there, just brick after brick, kind of building my life, not knowing why I was doing what I was doing. But, like I said, once I got to that point where I did understand, I went ahead and got baptized again. So if you're, just real quick, if you're in here today, you've been baptized before, this is for you as well. If you feel like you got to that point where maybe you didn't fully understand, there's no shame in doing it again. Colossians 2.12 says, buried with him in baptism, raised with him through the working of God who raised him from the dead. That word, that word uh, I almost said baptized. That word baptized <laughs> is used in the secular Greek for actually dyeing a garment. So what they would do, they say, we're going to baptize this garment. So they would take like a white piece of cloth, something they were going to make a shirt, say, out of, and they would dip it into this red dye. And when they would dip that white garment into the red dye, they would take it out. That garment would come out looking like what it was dipped into. And so that's an awesome symbol of being baptized. When you're buried with Christ, like you actually, that's that symbol, right? You're, you're there. Have you followed Jesus? Have you made that commitment? Yes. And then Pastor Jason, Pastor Aaron, someone on the staff leads you down and says, buried with Christ, risen in his life in baptism. And that, that's a perfect symbol of you being dipped into something, coming out, hopefully looking and acting and walking and talking just like Jesus. And so I thought of this way to, to kind of explain it, right? I'm in the Air Force. A lot of people that I know know that I'm in the Air Force. Many of you probably didn't because you see me in something like this with all this on, and you don't fully know that I'm in the Air Force. I promise you, though, I'm in the Air Force. <laughs> so now, here's the way I court. <laughs> I get bored sometimes. Whatever. Don't judge me. <laughs> um, people seldom see me in my uniform, and so they don't fully... I can talk to somebody, and it's happened multiple times, where I've talked to somebody, they know I'm in the Air Force, we've talked about the Air Force, they ask me what I do in the Air Force, and then they see me in uniform, and they go, oh, wow, you're in the Air Force. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about it a lot of times, but there's something... It's, it's, a, it's a symbol, because something changes, right? You 
you put that uniform on it. Real quick, where's my, where's military at? Where's all my military? Air Force, Army, Navy, Marines, all of them. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you for your service. Absolutely, coming up on 4th of July weekend. It's because of men and women like you all that we can do what we're about to do this weekend. And so thank you so much for your service. We appreciate it. Past, present, all of it. And so, like I said, I made a commitment to the Air Force 15 years ago, and something happens when I put on that uniform. The Bible tells us that we're to put on Jesus, like we're clothed in his righteousness. But something happens, right? When I, I, when I put on my uniform, I'm Sergeant Dudzik. That's the picture you saw there, Sergeant Dudzik. Outside of you, I'm just Cody. Something changes when I put on that uniform. I, I can't walk the same way that I walked. I can't talk the same way that I talked. I really can't hang out with some of the people I used to hang out with because <laughs> I might get fired. But, um, and so just like you being, just like, so when I, outside of you, I'm no less in the Air Force. I got an ID card I can show you. I'm in the Air Force. Just like me being out of uniform doesn't make me any less in the Air Force. You not being baptized doesn't make you any less a Christian, but it, it kind of adds something a little more official to it. Yes. It changes something within you, yeah. when you when you get baptized, when you put on that righteousness, when you're buried with Christ, when you put on yeah. that spiritual uniform. And so you might have to change some things. You might have to change maybe the way you walk, maybe the way you talk, maybe the people that you associate with. Uh, there's going to be a change. And so like I said, it identifies you with uh, Jesus. Now, I'm going to close here in a minute, and I'll tell you my prayer for this weekend has been uh, that one, that each one of us that comes up and speaks today, that we would effectively communicate and that it would all be for Jesus. Nothing that we can do, nothing, nothing to do with us, but all 100% for Jesus. Uh, and that on the 17th, we're doing baptisms on the 17th, so pastor will be back next weekend. The following weekend, we're going to be doing baptisms. It's going to be amazing. And my prayer for that 17th was that in Rise Church history, we would have a record number of baptisms to date. And so that's been my prayer. We actually talked uh, before this, me and the other speakers, and I was telling we should make it a competition to see who... <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Don't judge me, okay? <laughs> I said, hey, how are we going to figure out who did the best? And I said, well, me and Pastor Jason were talking. I said, what we need to do is when everybody gets baptized, we'll ask them, what service did you hear that made you come <laughs> and, and get baptized? And so if you uh, use code Cody when you check out at baptism... <laughs> You get, a, you get a free shirt. It says, I've been baptized. It, it's awesome. And so just put my name down. Uh, appreciate all of that. Uh, as, uh, all, all joking aside, I'm going to close with this story. As, uh, so aside from my personal experiences being baptized, I thought this was a fitting message because I have a personal experience with a baptism. About five years ago, me and my family we went on a cruise, Carnival Vista, and here was my idea. I was like, okay, I always take my Bible on vacation with me. My idea was I'm going to take my Bible on the cruise ship, and I, in the morning before everybody wakes up, before all the, the cruise people are, before the kids are up, I'm going to get my Bible, and I'm going to go out on the deck, and I'm going to read my Bible. The sun's going to be coming up over the ocean. I'm going to connect with Jesus. I'm going to get some coffee. It's going to be great, and that's what I did. The first day, a gentleman walks by, he goes to do something, he comes back by, and as he's coming back by, I'm reading my Bible, he stops in front of me, and I'm like, okay, maybe he's going to ask me something. He says, hey, do you have a minute? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Sure. Here I am trying to learn about Jesus, how to act like Jesus, and I don't want to take time like Jesus does, but I say, yeah, sure, go ahead. Come on. <laughs> Sit down, and we start talking. His name's Thomas. He's from Austin. I'm like, great. Hundreds of people on this ship, and I got the weird guy from Austin <laughs> coming to talk to me. 
And uh, so, but it was great. We started sharing each other's hearts. And he was a, from Austin. He was a believer, Christian. And we had a good little talk about the Bible. He got up and left. I said, thank God I got my time back. I start reading again. And I said, okay, I'm going to connect with you tomorrow, God. I'm going to get up. I'm going to do the same thing again. I got up, got my coffee, got my Bible. I sit down, start reading. And here comes Thomas. <laughs> I said, dear Jesus, <laughs> maybe I should have went somewhere else. And so Thomas comes by and goes, hey, do you have a minute? I said, yes, sir. Have, yes, I got, I got a minute. Sit down. Go ahead. And he starts talking to me. He says, I am so glad that you're here. He said, I'm glad you're right where I left you. Uh, he said, yesterday when I was talking to you, I felt impressed to be baptized. He said, about a week before the cruise, he said, I felt God dealing with me on the matter of baptism, and I wanted to talk to you about it yesterday, but I didn't. He said, something in me, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know him that well. Maybe I shouldn't say anything. And so I left, and the whole night I couldn't sleep. I just tossed and turned, thinking about it. I should have talked to him. I should have asked him about it. He said, I was so glad that I woke up this morning and came by, and you were right there. There's something to be said about that faithfulness. Uh, if you do what God tells you to do and put you and go where he tells you to go, uh, he'll open some doors for you. But so he says, I'm glad you're here. He said, would you baptize me? I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I felt like John. I was like, I don't know. Should I be baptizing you? <laughs> I, I've read the Bible. I'm not a pastor or anything. And I was like, well, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, I don't feel comfortable baptizing you, but... Uh, there's a guy on the boat that I'm with. I said, we're actually on a cruise together with another family, and he is a pastor at a church. I said, would you mind if, I said, we could do it together. Would you mind that? He said, no. I said, you want to just use the pool right here on the deck? He said, yeah, that's fine. So I was thinking, like, how are we going to get him into the ocean? I said, like, it's a fall. That's a long fall. <laughs> like, I don't know how it's going to work out. I said, can we, just use, can we just use the pool? He said, yeah, that's fine. And so I went and asked him. I said, what time is the pool open? What time can y'all move the ropes? They said, well, we start by like 7, 8 o'clock, whatever time it was. I said, okay, great. And so I said, meet me here tomorrow. Eight o'clock, and me and the pastor will be here. And so I get up early because I'm like, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna read this Bible at some point this week. I get up early, and guess who's there waiting for me? Thomas. Thomas is there waiting for me. So I still didn't get to. I eventually read it. I promise. I did read my Bible. But uh, so I had a little video clip of it just to to show some proof. Me and Pastor Josh, we got in the pool, and I want y'all to pay attention to the look on his face when he comes up out of the water. Look at that. That's why I do what I do. That's why I serve the Jesus that I serve. Um, and so I think that, that's going to go down in history as one of my top 10 life experiences that that man would ask me to participate in something like that. And so don't miss God today. If this isn't for you, if maybe you've been baptized, you're good. You're like, I got it. I don't need to be baptized again. Maybe you know somebody that needs to be baptized. Maybe there's somebody on your heart right now that you need a call, text right after this service. You need to reach out to and say, hey, would you come to church with me on the 17th and be baptized? Yes. Be there with them, encourage them, reach out to somebody. Maybe that's all they need is that, um, that little bit of encouragement.